on them, I think esports is going to blow up out here. Uh, we saw that a little bit when we went into the pandemic here in Las Vegas. They made uh, emergency restrictions to allow a couple because there was no sports going on. So yeah. they actually opened it up to where people were able to do some betting on some esports, and and I I feel like that was huge. Once they're able to get that stuff in place, I think we'll see a lot more of of you know over here in the states and in the west. Um, I think the popularity of it is going to grow immensely. I'm going to guess from looking at everything you do uh, with Las Vegas Inferno, everything you do with LAN parties, everything you do with the CFG Gamecast and your own streams, that gaming is a big part of your life. So can you tell me a bit about like your relationship with gaming? Is it something that you had since a child or is it something that you discovered as an adult? Oh, no, no, no. I, I've been gaming since, uh, you know, the Atari Commodore 64. I, I still, I, I actually pulled out a, a old video because I'm converting old tapes to digital now. Um, and I found uh, our Christmas. It was Christmas of 89 and I received my uh, a Nintendo. And I, I still just, you know, I, I've always loved video games. Video games for me, is, it's, they're very much like uh, like books. They're interactive yeah. books. They, they tell a story. Uh, you've got gorgeous music and the production values and, and gaming has changed so much uh, mm-hmm. in the years of just, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm playing this game. We're, we're shooting the bad guys. And I'm, I'm trying to get this, you know, this simple goal uh, to these immersive stories. I did kind of stop playing a little bit uh, in college. I, I, well, I didn't really stop. I, I played sports games. I played a little CS, a Counter-Strike um original counter strike and and stuff like that but um you know i i just gaming has just always been a part of my life it was something when i first moved out to las vegas i moved out here in 2006 after uh after college and for me it was about you know trying to you know I, I'm, I'm starting anew here so i had gotten a job at a tv station and i worked swing shift so i would work from 3 to 11 p.m and then i would come home and i would game from like midnight until 8 a.m. You know, so it was like <laughs> it was a, a cheap source of entertainment for myself as well. But video games has just always been a very big part of my life and something that will always be a big part of my life. And they they stay with you, don't they? Those Absolutely. stories that we experience. I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure you could tell me a game from the Commodore 64 that you're just like, that's in your heart and that's embedded right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can't even remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I just remember that I, I called it Gray Boy. And I have no idea what the actual name of the game was, <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. I have tried going on the Internet looking for it, but but uh, going by Gray Boy, I, I have not found any luck. So if anyway, it was like a black and white like game and like you were in these trees i don't even know what the point of the game was but i absolutely loved it for some reason um, there's so many classic games on the commodore yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what we, we could we could use this podcast as almost like a launching point for does anyone know this game yeah exactly like, let's, let's see if we can find it um 
Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, like like you say, with gaming and the stories that kind of stay with us, um, whether we're looking back at like the original, um, I'm I'm going to disparage Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. um, a little bit, but like for me, like Final Fantasy X, uh, fan story, and as he uh, as he makes his way, kind of. Um, kind of through that 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 sort of stayed with me noctus in final fantasy 15 mm-hmm. that stayed with me a lot and i think more recently as well with the tv show just coming out uh the last of us yeah which i haven't played oh so let me <laughs> ask you a question then after watching the show is does it make you feel like you you need to go and play the game now honestly i've only seen the trailers Oh, so you haven't even watched any of the show? I haven't even watched the show yet. Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, the Last of Us, in in my opinion, is one of the greatest all time games, mm-hmm. and it's not that they did anything crazy, but that story is so good, and you yeah. the the character development. Uh, everything about it is so good. And and I have to say, because I, I am watching it again, I'm not going to throw any spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but what they've done with this adaption of the game has been absolutely fantastic. We know from, from video game adaptions, they can be kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last couple of years, though, they've really been dialing them in when they, I, I feel like it started when they had to completely go back and redo uh, Sonic after that, nightmare fuel <laughs> induced thing that they put on the screen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fans said no enough is enough <laughs> since oh, then for the most yeah. part they've been pretty good I would say Halo was a little rough uh, but I haven't played I've only beaten the first Halo game and I don't I was never an Xbox uh, I never owned an Xbox so Halo was never really you know, I'm only now, now that I have PC, I'm only now starting to play them and get that. So I don't have that kind of connection like mm-hmm. others others did with Halo. But I enjoyed the series, but I oh, could yeah. see, too, that there was, it, it was a little rough. It was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh, I'm Team Green, though. Like, I am. Okay. Like, I started on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and then um, an Xbox, original Xbox, came into my life. And okay. I fell in love. <laughs> and I didn't look at the PS3 or the PS4 um, until relatively recently. So I've just uh-huh. been Xbox all the way. Um, wow. But yeah, Halo is like I've done Halo 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. And um, I. The ending missions as well, the final missions of Halo are just. Mm-hmm. Which ones have you done so far? I've only done one. I'm I'm currently in the middle of two right now. Okay, have mm-hmm. fun. Enjoy yeah. this. Um, you are just in for just strapping, strapping for the next bit. Yeah. Um, and then blast straight ahead to free. Um, okay. And tell me, tell me your reaction at the end of free. Like okay. contact me afterwards and just tell me what you think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right with those stories. They do kind of absolutely stay with us. And something else that I found kind of really interesting when prepping for this interview is sort of looking at the world of esports because I know you uh, do a lot of work for Las Vegas Inferno. Mm-hmm. So 
tell me all about them and tell me about this world of esports, this other side of gaming. Yeah, and you know, it it was kind of it was newish to me too. I I was familiar with esports and games that uh fall under that umbrella of esports. I I think one thing um first off in, in terms of esports is that esports fits underneath the video game umbrella. So mm. every video game is not an esport, but every esport is a video game if that makes sense. Yeah. Um and it, you know, it really is a a whole different world um that that people I I feel it is they don't quite understand it yet the training that goes into it the practice uh the the different regiments the coaching that goes into it uh i i was future super fortunate that i had met hiro uh who is the ceo of las vegas inferno years ago now uh through somebody uh separately actually uh he, he was working at a company and uh, i was working with the company and that's how we end up uh meeting each other and you know just being able to be a a content creator on a not only a a an esports team but you know we are the official esports team of las vegas we actually just celebrated uh we we had a, a proclamation from uh mayor goodman that january 6th is las vegas inferno day so we actually okay, just congratulations yes thank you so we got done celebrating that here not too long ago and you know as far as an organization, a lot of people, when they're thinking esports, say they're, you know, oh, it's just people sitting down and playing video games. It's so much more uh, than that and, and the things. And obviously, we have uh, different professional teams uh, that they, that, you know, that they're either there and they may not necessarily be strictly in Las Vegas. They could be folks from around the world. Again, esports works very similar to traditional sports. You can draft people, recruit people, build a team, and then have them whatever their their main focus is, whether it be Call of Duty, uh, Rocket League. Uh, there's a, a plethora of esports games that are out there. Um, you know, they just, uh, you know, they're competing. But as a whole, as an organization, we do a lot of one of the big things, one of our mission statements is really doing good and being able to give back to the community that we're in. And we've done things such as blood drives. We've worked with the uh, uh, Starlight Children's Foundation to bring a gaming uh, setup to uh, the Summerlin Hospital Hospital over here. Um, we've partnered up with uh, other businesses within the community, and it's so important to be able to do that. Again, if you look at traditional sports, you see similar things where they go out and do community outreach and, and things like that. So when when you're thinking of esports, they think of it in the same terms as you would a traditional um, team. And you know, we've got events coming up. We're actually running a Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, a free Smash Brothers tournament nice. with a $300 prize. Uh, so that's coming up here soon. We've got organizations and, and, and events coming out throughout the, uh, um, throughout this year. So, you know, it, it's really special and being able to be a content creator on there. Um, you know, I, I it was, it was I, at first I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. Uh, mm -hmm. And as we've gone along and, and moved along, we've brought on new people. We work on videos together and, and thinking and, and coming up of events that we can do, um, collaborating with other people and collaborating with each other. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to be able to be a part of an organization that 
really cares about the community and it's kind of marrying that love of being able to play video games and getting out into the community and and being able to do some good with the things that we're able to be able to to utilize the platform the platforms that we have to boost up other people and 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 the good that other people are doing too so i would say i mean las vegas inferno we are we are all over the place uh, in terms of that. And and when you think of esports as well, um, that's all in front, I guess, of the camera. Behind yeah. the scenes, there's all kinds of stuff. We've got videographers. We've got producers. We've got, uh, you know, community uh, um, community relations uh, folks and whatnot. There's, it's a whole team, uh, legitimately, that goes behind these organizations. And, um, you know, just being able to see it and be you know, inside of it and a part of it, we've got Javon, we've got uh, professional, uh, we've got folks from the uh, Golden Knights, uh, the Silverhawks, uh, multiple um, professional teams that are also a part of the team as well. So you've got, you know, it's kind of that intermixing of both coming together. And to me, you know, over here in the West, it's not really as big. I know it's bigger in Europe than it is here in the Mm -hmm. States. Um, Obviously, it's huge uh, over in Asia and that region as well. I think uh, for here in the states, and I know that they're working on this stuff. That once they figure out a way to legally be able to for folks to be able to legally bet on them, I think esports is going to blow up out here. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw that a little bit when we went into the pandemic here in Las Vegas. They made uh, emergency restrictions to allow a couple because there was no sports going on. So yeah. they actually opened it up to where people were able to do some betting on some esports, and and I I feel like that was huge. Once they're able to get that stuff in place, I think we'll see a lot more of of you know over here in the states and in the west. Um, I think the popularity of it is going to grow immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're uh, in, in terms. Of, I can't talk much about betting, but you're in the perfect city. Uh, for, <laughs> for that i mean when one thinks of betting yeah you think of a certain city uh in the desert in in nafana um <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm finding the world of like esports like really fascinating because in sort of with my experience in the social scientist sciences there mm. are a lot of psychologists and sociologists now moving into that uh yes. into that space which is kind of like a really interesting a uh, bit to talk about, and you also mentioned um, esports over here in uh, Europe, and so mm-hmm. I can tell you that is absolutely huge over here. Um, is Formula One, uh, oh. which I'm massive fan of, and they quite literally have the the teams that are on the grid are pouring actual money from the budget into the esports mm-hmm. to run like races and during the pandemic like like you like you saw with the restrictions being lifted they were running esport races in place of the offense that was right. meant to be happening and that was absolutely super epic um so what do you think's next up for esports what, what, what what's what's around the corner you know it, it's, it's a little tough to say because i still feel like esports really hasn't found its footing and and again i'm speaking from the united states uh standpoint i know in other places you know it is absolutely huge and they're doing it Mm -hmm. what i'm seeing over here is a lot of people dumping money into it and then it's like now what and and it just doesn't seem 
I don't know what it is. And I think it's just because over here, they just haven't gotten to that popularity level yet. I, I still feel like it's it's very much in its infancy in in terms of um, awareness, uh, uh, public awareness to the sports and, and the folks. And I think some of the things that are going to help that out is number one, the the people, the 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 athletes that are a part of this. A lot of what's huge about sports in general are the characters, the people that yeah. are that are playing within the sport. I don't feel like there's a lot of of folks in that sector that people have connected with. And I really wish there was there was more emphasis on that out here Um, that and then just the the educating part of it. I mean, there's folks out here. uh, You've got Nevada Education uh, Esports or the Esports Education League. Um, You've got folks like uh, um, uh, just uh, other folks and and you've got UNLV and they've got their work and stuff. My alma mater of uh, Western Illinois University. I know that they've got an esports center and stuff like that as well. So I think the educating part of it is going to be is going to be huge and and. You know, this younger generation, they know the possibilities, the the career opportunities uh, within the sector, too. It's folks that are older that may not, you know, may casually play video games or, you know, don't play video games at all. They're just like, what is this? I hear something about esports folks, you know. Um, So I think it's really just bringing that awareness and education to what it is. And I think that's going to help to boost the popularity and we'll start seeing that growth. Oh, definitely, definitely as well. And like, like you mentioned with personalities, you can just name any sport. Uh, the only one I know is actually Formula One. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But you name any sport, and someone's name will rise to the top straight yes. away off the top of your head for whether they were absolutely excellent or they were a complete and utter personality, a complete and utter character that drew people kind of to the sport like if i mentioned f1 i the first name that comes to mind is sir lewis hamilton Mm -hmm. who is an absolutely amazing athlete then supermax max max verstappen who is probably the most dedicated formula one driver uh there's ever been so who are the big personalities in esports right now who do we need to be looking out for well you know it's it's a little tough to say because again, each esport they're not all the same. So you have some that are, that are first person shooters, some mm. that are top downs like Dota, obviously um, uh, Faker is huge in uh, league of legends. Um, you know, you've got uh folk, you got Booga that, that uh, he was, a, he's a Fortnite. Uh, I think he's one of the higher paid, uh, folks, or just the money that he, he's gotten millions uh, from playing in these tournaments. Uh, I know Scump just retired um, from uh, COD, but he's probably one of the best COD professional uh, Call of Duty players, uh, you know, in ages. So that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, with esports, the you've you've got time limits when it when it comes to being in your prime and stuff like that esports very much is a younger person's game i'm i'm sorry us older folks uh our time has passed our reflexes just ain't there as much as i want it to be <laughs> but it really is a a a younger person's game so i think the other other the other important part about it too is they've got to be thinking and building what comes next as they're yeah. in the middle of it as well. Yeah. Otherwise, you get done and you're just 
it, it's done. So you have to build that stuff. Um, you, you know, you have to build that stuff up as well. And and that's the thing. Like those are like some of the major names uh, that I could just think of off the top of my head. Um, obviously there are there are a ton of other folks too that that folks know, but th- those are kind of what I lean towards uh, when I think esports. What what are some of the bigger names? Um, but really, like folks in in the League of Legends and and the stuff that you guys got going on over in in Europe, um, they just have a much better better presence, and and the characters and the and the folks. Uh, the athletes are known better uh, over there. And I'm in the industry, you know what I mean? And I still have times where I'm just like, mm, I never heard of any, any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the more you describe esports to me, the more I'm seeing parallels to kind of real sports. We've mentioned the characters that are there. Uh, and something that we've kind of touched on and not really... Uh, sort of uh talked about uh you, mm-hmm. you also mentioned there as well like sort of working out what comes next while you're in the middle of it you've got the very short shelf life and you've also got so much i imagine so much dedication and training from yes. every single participant is, is it like as intense as like traditional sports absolutely i mean uh las vegas inferno gamer flex we have a um uh, uh a personal trainer on our staff um, because that's our, you're, you're not only, not only physically do you need to be, you know, in shape and, and, mm-hmm. and well, and taking your care of yourself also mentally, um, which yeah. I, I feel like that gets neglected a lot of time because they are putting in hours and hours of practice, playing the same game, going and getting a workout and being a person and, and stuff like that. So you're absolutely correct in, in terms of the parallels. And I think that's where it, it's very much people don't understand what goes into it from an outsider perspective. It looks like, Hey, there's, here's some people just sitting down and and playing some video games. And it's more than that. The hours and hours alone of practice that they have done to get to this level is unimaginable. I can't even like, I I wouldn't even want to, cause like, I don't know that I could play, games uh the same game like well that's not true i play a lot of overwatch so i could if i I wish i was better (laughs) i wish i was better but yes it it takes a lot of dedication it puts a lot of work into it both physically and mentally um that goes into esports and these athletes and Mm -hmm. and also too you got to think things like like call of duty and this is what's crazy to me to be able to get a team into the call of duty league it costs $25 $25 million. What? $25 million. Yeah, Tom, that is that is crazy. Each team, that's that's the starting out. Go ahead. That is... That is okay, <laughs> right. Formula One, the, the lowest ranked team, I think it was Williams, had to only hmm. pay, I think it was like somewhere between two to $500,000. To enter. Mm-hmm. 25 million nuts that is, is that, nuts yeah. that's the other thing that hurts too people are are going to be less likely to do that because your return and investment it's not there yet you know yeah. in terms of esport it's not there the viewership's not there uh you know obviously and that's what they're trying to do in the same sense with traditional sports they're looking to try to fill stadiums uh trying to fill these buildings and and they banked on that obviously it was a big hit 
once the pandemic came along. And that was one of the big kind of, I guess, disappointing parts to me that you saw all these different areas and industry really embracing digital and and the internet and what you can do there. And I felt like in terms of esports, it was a little lackluster. And I understand it because, I mean, lag and stuff like that, it is a, a, a game of milliseconds in terms of reaction times and stuff like that. So obviously that could have a big negative effect, but I kind of expected it to flourish more than it did. And it, and it really kind of didn't, it it, it got the job done. There were events, there were things, but I didn't feel that it, it was as big or they really took advantage of that time where folks were inside indoors eyeballs on TV screens, phones, computers, whatever. I, I felt like it was really a big missed opportunity. But yeah. I mean, it, it's it's hard to, to get in with, with that kind of price tag. But you do see on the back end, you've got traditional sports owners that are also part owners of esports teams. You see yeah. folks like Snoop Dogg on, on uh, uh, what is he, uh, uh, Phase or 100 Thieves. Um, you know, you, you've got these big names and these big brands. I mean, we saw it, it was phase that went public, um, uh, recently and they're, they're now traded on the stock market, which uh, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like these folks are, are trying to get a little ahead. I think that that eventually it may come to something like that, but we're not there yet in esports, at least in the United States. Um, yeah. and, and there, it, it's been a little problematic. So you've seen it go back and forth a little bit. And really, I, I don't know what direction or where it's going to land. I just know that there's a ton of people throwing a ton of money at it, both on the advertising side and on the ownership and recruitment and, and stuff like that. So it's there. It just hasn't it hasn't really grasped on yet. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of hope that, like, it's it really kicks off in the States because yeah. if it kicks off in the States, that would be kind of like the final piece almost because you've got Europe. We've got a pretty good, I think we've got a pretty good scene over yes. here in Europe. Yep. Um, Japan and uh, Asia, they've got a really good scene mm-hmm. um, as well that I'm sort of hope. Well, I'm hoping like we just, they get a world championship in something. That'd be awesome. Right. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, let's, let's, let's move on to talking about you now, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's about you. Um, so we've talked about Las Vegas Inferno. We talked about the esports world kind of itself, and we touched on it very briefly, but let's bring it back to the forefront. Your role with Las Vegas Inferno, tell me everything that you do with them and how you go so- about doing it. Yeah, so for me, I, I'm I'm a content creator uh, with them. So I, you know, I'll go to events, uh, work on videos and things like that. Really, just anything that I can help uh, on on that end. I know that there's there's projects and things that I can't speak on uh, yep. currently right now that 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 will be coming up. Um, but I mean, just fun things like we we just did an announcement. Uh, Sean Kelly says. Uh, just came on board, just joined a team. We put together a video uh, for that. So that was a ton of fun. And really, it's just kind of, you know, especially going into this year, um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to age myself here, but I, I turned 40 this year. So, you know, it, it's one of my things is like, look, man, like I just want to get back into doing as much as I can, yeah. putting out as much content and and being a part of things. That's where I've always thrived and and enjoy, um, you know, going in. There's a uh, um, 
There's a convention that's coming out here that I believe I can't I don't want to say anything quite yet because it hasn't been completely confirmed, but I believe I'll be emceeing over there. So, nice. again, these are not only opportunities just to get in and get out into the community, you know, more than just a, a face behind the screen where I, you can actually go in and meet people and and speak with people, make connections and network and, and stuff like that. So um, it really is in terms of uh, um content creator uh with las vegas inferno it's it's exactly what it sounds like it's helping to create content underneath that brand name obviously i also have my own individual stuff uh that i do as well but it's fantastic also being a part of a team and being able to collaborate with these folks we've got fantastic which uh as of this recording mark of arc it it is his birthday today so happy birthday birthday. yes yes he's uh, our our fantastic uh, videographer photographer uh, just all around producer, uh, uh, you know, that that is creating and helping us to create different content and stuff like that, too. So it's just yeah, it's just it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it, you know, yeah. it's a lot of fun to be able to go and and do different things and not just having to be boxed into, oh, I just do this one thing and, and this is it. You know, there's no telling uh, what what we may be doing or what kind of content we may be creating. And everybody also, not only as a team, but they're also individually creating content. So there's things that we've done outside of Las Vegas Inferno that we've collaborated on, like uh, Logan Radio Rocks. He has a quiz show on Mondays. Um, I I was a part of uh, his quiz show and that was a lot of fun. I should have won, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I lost in the last round. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was good. It was good though. Javi, Javi deserved it. But you know, just just going out and, and having fun and yeah. and being able to 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 do things like that. But you know, I know that in terms of Las Vegas Inferno, there there are a lot of plans, and we've got some great uh, content creators not only here in Las Vegas but around the country. You know, we've got fantastic. Uh, we got LV Assassin. He's a um, he's a uh, uh, a Madden uh, professional Madden player. We've got Brit Brat. Uh, she's down in Florida. Uh, so many folks uh, that are just out. Larry Fishberger. He's uh, I don't even know. He's somewhere. I think he might be in maybe Boston or or somewhere somewhere on the East Coast, but. It's great because those folks will also come out too. And then we're able to then do uh, collaborate with them and work with them. So it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, and that really has been the big thing to me is, is about a lot of this is not just about making content and, and doing stuff. It, it's almost like you, you, you become close yeah. friends with these folks and, yeah. and you guys legitimately are a team working together for a common goal. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, and you know what? I see the same with podcasting as well. Mm. Like I've yes. reached out to some of the other podcasters, and I've made quite a few friends over the past however many, nearly six, seven, eight, some months I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to age the recording because I record <laughs> way in advance. Um, but yeah, when one thinks influencer and, and content, when one thinks like content creator, you, you think kind of you just think. Like sort of influencer, and that's not to disparage influencers at all. You think, oh, just making videos for TikTok, just taking pictures for Instagram. But as we kind of both know, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. It is uh it is way more. There's so much more uh that goes into it, uh, other than what you see forward facing on these um on these different platforms and whatnot. And and really I I feel that it's just especially with technology 
things have gotten so much at a consumer level, price wise, uh, accessibility of equipment, mm-hmm. information of yeah. how to do things is out there. Anybody can go and do this stuff. I mean, my I have like a little mini studio uh, in this in the room that I'm that I'm here in right now, but it's been years of just accumulating uh, different yeah. equipment, seeing what works, and and trying things out. Again, this very much was something that I was drawn to because I was already in TV production. So I was yeah. like, when I found out, I was like, wait a second, you're telling me it's got all those elements and I get to play video games. Yo, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. You got me. You got me. But yeah, it really is. And I, I think there is a bit of a difference. Uh, I, I think that um, you have, you definitely have, I, I guess they are kind of, it's hard to say between uh, influencer and and content creator because uh, in a sense a content creator can also be an influencer uh, yeah. as well but that doesn't necessarily mean but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they're an influencer but obviously they're making this content and the content has an influence on people so yeah it, it, it's, it's one of those areas where it's like what well, i don't know what i am i i do things and stuff um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some people are like, yes, I am an influencer. I work directly with brands and, and push out what they have to their audience. Whereas, you know, I may not, I'm not trying to sell anything or I'm just creating something that I think is funny or maybe a good story or whatever the case is. And, and a lot of that stuff too, is kind of testing, you know, testing out what's going to work. How, how do I work this algorithm so I can push this out? to as many people as possible. And then again, that even even within that stuff is like, hey, let me drive you to the other things that I'm doing as well. If you like this, you may also like this and this and this or that. Or hey, I know a person that that does this. You should connect with that person. Um, you know, I, I feel like the whole space, a lot of that space is really connecting with people. Yeah. I, I think, you know, people just want to be able to connect. They want to connect with people that are like-minded. Yeah. They want to be able to connect with people that are not like-minded. Uh, and we have that accessibility and the, and the means uh, to be able to do so. So, you know, it, it's not something it, it, it looks, it may look easy. It's not easy. The <laughs> yeah. planning, the producing of the content, the being consistent with the content. It, there's a lot that goes into it other than somebody sitting there in front of something saying, cheese. <laughs> How do I look? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, we've, you mentioned consistency there. And literally, consistency is key. I think yes. to any endeavor like this, uh, any any creative endeavor, and you've also mentioned your sort of past in TV production. So moving on now to talk about uh, the podcast you do, Land Parties, and uh, the CFG Gamecast. Was podcasting always something you're just like, yeah, I definitely want to go towards that, or was that something that you more stumbled across and was like, actually, I really like this space. So, and it's quite an interesting story. Um, so I went to school, my major was in broadcasting and mm-hmm. more of an emphasis like on sound design and sound. Uh, as I got to my senior year, I was like, wait a second, I don't think radio is where it's at. Like this format seems like it's struggling. 
And I ended up after after I graduated, I, I had a buddy that was working at a TV station. Uh, so I was able to uh, connect with him and he got me in there. And that's when I started doing TV, floor directing, working master control. A few months later, I moved out here to Vegas, got got another uh, TV gig out here. That's where I really got the meat of what I was able to do in TV. I literally started as a floor director and teleprompter operator, uh, moved on to audio operator, uh, Chiron and graphics, technical directing, directing supervising on the weekend and then production manager. Uh, so I literally went through the whole gamut of all the different things that you could do. Um, mm-hmm. But along the way, I, th- there was so much that I, that I picked up and I learned and, you know, just the connections and the other stuff. And again, collaborating with other people and the stuff that we were able to create has been, um, you know, that was, that was great and, and fantastic and whatnot. So, you know, doing that stuff at the TV station, I had pitched this before. It's like, hey, we should totally like video games is huge. There's a, there's a huge base. We should really do something about this. And I couldn't even get it out of our station to pitch it. And I was like, oh, man. All right. Um, anyway, I end up uh, uh, leaving there here a few years back and I got picked up by the Las Vegas Review Journal. And uh, I remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally skipping like a whole section. Um, <laughs> when I first started streaming, uh, I was in a group called Twitch Streaming and Networking (TSAM), and mm-hmm. there is this thing called Buddy Groups. And and what they would do is get people that are kind of similar in size and location and stuff like that, and they'd put us into a group and we'd network and connect. That's where I met my co-host Davis. Was through the first one that I did. And, you know, we're friends and, and this and that. And he had asked me, he's like, hey, man, uh, would you be interested in doing a podcast with me? And I was like, yeah, you know, absolutely. That that sounds great. Uh, this is our fourth year of doing the, the game cast now. And uh, from that, when I got hired at the Las Vegas Review Journal, they knew that I was already doing a podcast. Um, and and we had um, uh, this manager introduce me to Lucas. And said, hey, you know, I think you guys should meet each other. Uh, you know, you guys should you guys should talk about maybe doing a video game podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's absolutely. So we sat down. We, you know, and, and again, a big instrumental part of, of that was uh, our executive producer, uh, Reed, who's, who he, he ended up. Uh, he's not with us, but he helped us to set it up and get it going and whatnot. Um, and then really, in terms of that, it's Lucas and I that do all that work behind it. We're, do, we're the ones that are doing the editing, um, booking guests, uh, all that stuff, you know? So we just kind of, we were, we had the ability to kind of take it and run with it. And I would say that the, the pandemic actually be end up being a huge boon for us because now all these, these high profile guests that maybe we would have never in a lifetime had access to became very accessible. It was yeah. huge. I remember the first big, big name that we had was Nolan North. And if you know, if That's you know anything name. about That's voice acting, absolutely. Like he is legendary in the world of, of acting, voice acting. Um, you know, and it was just like, oh, I, I, like I literally, I was sitting there trying not to fanboy uh, <laughs> after going through this interview. But I mean, it, it's, it's just amazing. But I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm completely going off topic. To answer your question, it was kind of something I already had the ability to do it. Um, it was not something that I had ever banked on or even thought about it. 
Um, but here we are two podcasts later. I also produce uh, two separate podcasts that I'm not a part of. I just do the recording and editing for it uh, as well. So really podcasting was something that I didn't know that I was going to be a part of, but the opportunity came and, you know, again, it's, it's when opportunity meets, uh, what did I say is opportunity meets, uh, um, ah, opportunity is meets skill pre- or is that the prepared or, one? Like when yeah. opportunity meets preparedness and yes. luck yes. and something like that. Exactly. And that's, that's really what it is, man. It's just, Hey, I I've got these skill sets. I, I, I know this stuff and the opportunity came along and it's like, yes, let's do it. Being able to say, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Whether you know, internally, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know the concept of it, but I've never actually put it into practice, but we're going to figure it out. And that's <laughs> exactly what we did. <laughs> Isn't that where the most fun in life is, though? Like, just figuring it out, like stumbling yes. through and, and sort of hoping for the best. Exactly. That, that's what it is. There, there's the secret, folks. We, we were just stumbling along and, and trying to figure it out until uh, until you just get good at it. And yeah. and you just know it, and it becomes second nature to you. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine now, uh, as you said, you, you, you just get good at it. You're obviously, you and Lucas, very good at um, Thank you. running the LAN parties. I uh, absolutely love it. You two are just, just an absolute joy uh, to listen to. So, I kind of want to know, when you are preparing an episode, what does that process look like? What would it look like if I inexplicably got a flight from Heathrow to New York uh, to New York and then to Las Vegas and was just sat next to you just in the corner what would I see <laughs> well you'd see me probably in pajama pants because we do because <laughs> we do it straight from 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 our houses which is which is fantastic there is a studio that we can go into but I mean again a lot of our guests are are not here so we just typically uh go and and do it uh from our house but really in terms of so we're weekly episodic um video game news topics and then we try to have a guest on somebody within the industry and i mean we've had folks such as dr cow or a cohort um you know on the psychological side of gaming and uh, you know authors musicians like there's such a big wide range of of folks so really we try to we have the gaming news and you know those are quick we don't get super in-depth with it we Mm kind of give you a a surface level of hey here's some interesting news that's going on in the gaming world but a lot of times our focus then turns to uh after that it turns to the folks that we're speaking with what they do in the industry because again it's that education level and really helping folks to understand, whoa, man, there's a lot more to this than than people just sitting in front of a, a, a screen playing video games. There is a whole industry. People yeah. have careers in this stuff. So being able to just use our platform to help educate people and also, you know, utilize it to boost up, uh, especially some of these, these local folks that are doing uh, things on the education level or may have an event. We'll have them on and, and be able to push that out a little bit uh, as well. So it, it's just, yeah, it, I, I kind of, lo- I think I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fall the rail 200 dead. Uh- <laughs> Things and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, how how do you like 
pick kind of what to cover? Because you said you just go go kind of straight for it on the surface level. Is there a criteria or is it just what catches your eye? Really what catches our eye. And, and we try to not get too obscure with some of the things realizing and and especially for folks that are not as familiar with the video game industry we want it to be palatable yeah by everybody whether you're a super gamer hardcore professional to somebody that has no idea what to even do with a video game we want to be able to make it enjoyable for everybody and 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 show people that hey man there's a lot going on in this industry so there's not really anything in particular that we'd say um you know gaming wise but we try to stick to video games and i know video games could cross over into politics a little bit we've got stuff like over in in china they just banned like uh blizzard and and all that stuff which again it's going to have a huge effect Esports wise, because you're talking, you're talking about WoW, um, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, yeah. Call of Duty. Um, right now, they can't currently can't play it. Um, so there's some things that you know. Again, we try not to go too deep into yeah. the politics of things, but obviously that stuff does have an effect on video games and and us as consumers, um, whether we're able to to play a game or not or how it affects us. So there's not really anything that we won't necessarily touch, but as long as it's in within the context of video games and we can explain or help folks to understand the effects that it has or may have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um because it's kind of interesting. I was also having uh, a few weeks ago, I met Matthew Bliss, who mm-hmm. I really should connect you to because you two will get on like a house on fire um, <laughs> from the Dead Drop podcast over in Australia. Oh, okay. And yeah. His, his thing is kind of a little bit similar. I think it's like 10 minutes mm-hmm. gaming news a few times a week that kind of talks about the important stories yes. uh, of the time. And it's kind of just interesting to almost see like now i've got quite a few different gaming podcasts on 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 my feed it it it's it's really interesting to see who picks different topics and why they pick that topic if that makes any degree of sense no it totally does cuz that's something you know before uh lucas and i we typically record monday mornings and you know basically from based off the stuff that happens uh, throughout the weekend up to that point is 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 what we're looking for. We're again, we want the latest uh, uh, news that we can possibly get. Sometimes you may not get get much or anything, so we'll go back and maybe find something that's a little older or something that, in general, you could just talk about. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, time stamped. Uh, but the the idea and 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 then when we get together, you know, we'll both be like, all right, here's the topics that that I have. What do you have? And then we'll basically say, all right, yeah, let's talk about that. Or hey, we both had that one. We're definitely talking about that. Uh, but yeah, we just choose a choose a couple of topics there, and then basically reserve the second half of the show uh for the interview. But we've also mm-hmm. been doing obviously during the the start of the year and during the holidays. Um, we kind of lighten up a little bit and it'll just yeah. be Lucas and I talking, which is a lot of fun. Cause that gives us a, t- a chance to just, it's just all video game talk, you know, and, and what our thoughts are and, and stuff like that on it is, but yeah, there's not really any kind of 
big uh, process per se that we that we go through. We'll do the research, and again, a lot of the research, a lot of stuff that we're talking about on a gaming level is is very surface level. So we're yeah. not getting super in depth or super deep um, within the and and using different jargon and, and 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 terminology gamer uh terminology and stuff like that we want to keep it surface level intentionally uh for folks that may not be as avid gamers as other folks are yeah yeah mm-hmm. no, totally um i know also you've got uh how do you how are you finding the time another project <laughs> you do as well <laughs> <laughs> the list you should see my notion it is just a, it is just a <laughs> um cfg um cft gamecast tell me tell me all about um that introduce that for, for, for us as well yeah yeah the cfg gamecast is again that is a a personal project that my friend davis and i has been working have been working on here for the last four years now uh so happy four years to to the gamecast as well but uh and, and then our friend uh lex uh this is lex who she actually lives out here in Las Vegas as well. She's a personal friend of mine. Uh, and we had gone through a couple of uh, different co-hosts and then, uh, you know, th- they had to leave for one reason or the other. And Lex has been with us here for the last, I want to say two, three years now, uh, which has been fantastic. And when I actually mentioned your podcast uh, to her, she told me, oh my goodness, no way. I totally listened to that podcast. I was yes. like, that is yes. amazing. Yes. That is, dude, what a small world. What Hi, a Lex. small world. Yes. Um, so yeah, so th- that is a personal thing that we do. Um, we record, uh, we actually record live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, on Fridays at 5 p.m. PST over at twitch.tv slash CFG games. And that's just, it's just a lot of fun. That is, uh, we each bring a topic, uh, to the table from that week. Again, this is another one that it's current video game news. And, and then we discuss that topic. That one, we get a little more, uh, with it not being associated, uh, with the review journal, I'm able to cut loose a little more on that one (laughs) and and we have a good time. And then folks, of course that come in because part of what's great about that too, is that we invite folks to come into the chat, have a discussion, ask questions, and we answer them live, uh, you know, during the recording as well and bring that stuff in. Um, we've had guests, we'd like to be able to have more guests, uh, on there at some point in time and kind of expand it. But I mean, it's just it, CFG Gamecast is is a labor of love. Um, yeah. And and it really is. And that that was my first true. I'm getting into I'm doing podcasting again. I don't do the editing or anything on that show. Davis does the editing uh, for that. So I didn't even, you know, it wasn't until land parties that, that that's where I got the learning and the knowledge of, oh, this is how you edit a podcast and going through yeah. and, and and this and that. Um, but yeah, I, I love the game cast. It's so much fun to be able to do that and, and be able to hang out with friends on, on a Friday night and, and, um, you know, hang out with chat and, and just kick it, kick the weekend off. Right. Yeah. Talking about yeah. video games and what's been going on. What better way to start the weekend? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you obviously do that live on Twitch. Um, and I know you also have your own twitch stream so that's what two four podcasts you work yeah. on and twitch and las vegas inferno 
where do you find this time? Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm exhausted after one episode and I have to recover for two weeks. <laughs> and here you are, you're just like, Media Empire. <laughs> Yo, like Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Um... Yeah, no, and 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 it first starts out with having a super supportive partner and family. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, I exactly I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. anything. So the fact that they're able to and they know the time the commitments uh, that I have, but a lot of it is just planning and and being able to make sure that I'm I'm planning appropriately. You know, I've got daycare. We do daycare three days a week. Uh, so I've got baby at the house two days a week. So that's another uh, challenge uh, to, to throw into the mix. She only this past October started going into daycare. So before that, it was five days a week, uh, baby and daddy every day. But it, it's just it's it's pure. It's it's for the love of it. it, it I, yeah. I love doing it. it. I love creating. I love creating and, and, and making things. Um, some people use pencils and paints and and stuff like that i i uh i use cameras and and video i mean i i'm i'm also so my uh my minor was in theater my minor was in theater because i didn't feel that uh, again this is big ups to my parents uh but they're like well you don't need a degree to act and i was like mm, you're right <laughs> and that's what put me down my broadcast journey that's why i end up majoring in broadcasting and minoring in theater instead of the other way around um, but yeah, it, it's really just getting out there and I, I, I love yeah. creating and I love, you, you know, it just has so much of an effect on people because I know how much it affects me in seeing yeah. content or seeing something that could be inspiring or, or something that, you know, can make me sit down and be like, well, I don't even know why I'm balling, but I'm sitting here balling, you know, or be like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I want to be able to do that and, and create something, uh, memorable, something that's educational, uh, I just like to create, and really, that's that's yeah. what it came down to. Obviously, again, it, it's having those skill sets and having those broadcast skill sets that allows me to be able to sit here and do this. Because, like, when I stream, I only stream. Uh, I'm hoping to pump it up to three days a week, but right now, yeah. I'm only, and I've been doing two days a week uh, for the last like four or five years. I've been streaming for six years, so <laughs> you know. Just uh, something that is manageable and not crazy. And I'll do longer stretches. I typically stream from like four to six hours uh, yeah. when I stream. So less less times than I'm streaming, but still a, a decent amount of time to be able to. And again, it, it's just organically growing and and yeah. and meeting people, connecting with people and doing things. And then a lot of it, too, is like, oh, people see that you can do things. Hey, why don't you, would you be interested in trying this out? And I'm very much a person that's like, I'll say yes, whether I know how yep. to do it or not. <laughs> I'm like, cause I know if I don't know how to do it, I can certainly learn how to do it uh, in enough time to be able to do something. And then that's how you grow, getting out of your yep. comfort blanket, yep. getting out of your comfort zone and trying out some stuff. Um, I feel like a lot of people kind of hold themselves back because they're like, oh, it's not the right time or this or that. It's like, you know what, man, just give it a shot. If you fail, you fail. What's the worst that happens? Nothing, you yeah. know, you don't you don't lose anything, but you also don't get the opportunity to possibly gain something if you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost if you forgive the betting analogy, it's just like it's it's like a casino. You gotta you gotta mm-hmm. bet a little bit on your own skills uh to get that uh to get that jackpot. 
Um, and something that I've noticed as well, uh, and just the way you talk about the people that you interact with, is you built up on your own Twitch channel this really awesome kind of community. We mentioned you, your Twitch there. You, you're streaming um, sort of twi- twi- uh, twice a week. I've only go to three times a week. And I dropped by for a little bit, actually. I just snuck in there mm. uh, last week. And I, <laughs> I suspect you saw me. I suspect you recognized the old username. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so something that I've always wanted to ask a streamer is, how do you manage that when there are hundreds and when there are thousands of people all watching you, all interacting in the chat? How how does one manage that? The best that you can. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I know. I mean, there are tools, especially if you have a super active chat. You've got things like a slow mode where you can where it'll literally slow down uh, the chat so you're able to read it. Um, it, 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 it's a, I mean, it's a juggling act for sure. And that's why a lot of times too, like I don't play a lot of serious games on stream because for me, the focus is hanging out, being able yeah. to chat. The games are kind of secondary or being able to even, you know, if I'm playing with friends or whatever, uh, is, is it starts becoming secondary to what's going on in chat. Cause really that's what it's about for me. It, it's about being able to just hang out with people. And yeah. and and meet new people, see what's going on, and and just kicking it. It, it. It's a way for me to not only relax, uh, but also do something that I love. And you know, I've connected with people all around the world, uh, thanks to this. And it, it was something that I really had to grasp. Uh, again, I'm I, I'm from the age I I remember when there was no internet, and I remember when the internet <laughs> was a yeah. thing. And you know, I that was very much a you no, know, you don't meet people from the internet. That's how you get kidnapped. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, what I learned was that you know I started because that's how I was, I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't even know this is a thing. So I started hanging out and 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 hanging out in other people's streams. And I was like, I really like this. I like the way I feel. I feel like this is like this is like cheers for me. Like I come, hey, yeah. Smitty, what's going on? You know, I was like, it's great. Uh, and I didn't realize that I had that kind of power. I have now had people stay in my house. I have stayed in other other uh, um, states and and places uh with with folks that i've met on the internet it is absolutely insane uh but it's so huge there's different things that you can get out of it there's some folks that that don't talk at all but they're just really good at games and people will go and watch that i am in the latter of i'm not good at games i would say if anything i'm decent at some games but that's not why people come. People come to hang out with each other and, and, and for us to be able to hang out and have a good time and, yeah. and relax a little bit, you know, and, and that's what the focus is, uh, especially, you know, my community, uh, the itty bitty Smitty committee. Uh, we all we're all about those good vibes, chilling out and having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that, can you? Exactly. And and that's what, you know, again, I, I, I stream Thursdays and Fridays, so it's so close. And then we get the weekend. So I usually end up saying super, staying up super late and, and <laughs> kicking it with people. But it, it it's great. It's like, I don't even have to go out. Uh, you know, I was like, I know I got Vegas right out here, but I've also got my computer where all you beautiful people are. So uh, it's an easy choice for me. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, before I jump to the questionnaire. Um, which everybody loves, I hope. <laughs> um, 
Can you list for us all of the social media where we can find you, all of the podcasts, all of the 422,604 podcasts that you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll put yes. it in graphics. I'll put the this graphics is, in this will be, I'm going to make it super simple for you. Every social media, I am Smitty2447. That is where you can find me. Uh, and you know, and I'll, I'll tell you real quick too. It was supposed to be Smitty two four seven, but somebody already had that name, and I'm, I'm no. so I so I end up uh, <laughs> just throwing an extra four. I'm like, all right, that's good. That's that, that's gonna do it. <laughs> but yes, I'm Smitty two four four seven everywhere. You can find Land Parties and the CFG Gamecast. Land Parties drops every Wednesday at three a.m. PST, and the CFG Gamecast we record it live. Uh, on twitch.tv slash cfg games at 5 p.m pst and then we drop those release on all streaming or, or i'm sorry podcasting platforms on mondays um nice. and then uh yeah i i think that was it you can there's a couple other ones i do what's what's uh uh what's happening in marketing is a marketing podcast that i produce and then um the keith kale podcast which is a a motivational speaker and i actually had him on live uh my show once as well but great great stuff we're working on an addiction series uh right now so it's fantastic content uh there other than that smitty2447 you can find me uh everywhere yeah yeah and like literally you just dropped two extra podcasts i didn't even know about that (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like there's another one and there's another one (laughs) just doing them on the side (laughs) Thank you. Um, and of course, I'm on all the social medias: uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I kept it simple. Tom meets people. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be an absolute mess, like last <laughs> season. It was like Tom underscore meets underscore people. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, um, keep it simple. Something that I have kept in every single episode is the questionnaire. Uh, these questions close us out, and they come from the Frost questionnaire, which were later adapted by Bernard Devoe. Uh, later by my hero James Lipton, and now I present my esports adaptation to yourself. Hey. What is your favorite word? My favorite word would have to be. I like the word. It's not even a real word, but I like biggles. 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 A lot biggles. of fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> A celebrity called Biggles in the UK. Is it really? I'm sure what? we have. No, Biggins. Biggins is who we have in the UK. I like Biggins too, though. That's, that's <laughs> solid. That is solid. <laughs> oh god, he is. He is just. Uh, I think as one of my friends would describe him, uh, a box of frogs. Um, <laughs> just, I'd love to have him on the show one day. Just, he's got such an insane energy. Uh, Biggins. Of course, this episode's about you. <laughs> uh so second question is what is your least favorite word um it, it, does it have to be so it's just one word yep just the one word okay i will have to say can't can't yes yep 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 because i don't i don't believe i don't believe a person can't do anything <laughs> yeah you know I, I i i strongly believe that people can do whatever they they set their mind to with hard work 
and yeah. and determination and perseverance, I believe anybody can accomplish anything. Yep, yeah, quite right, quite right. What engages you? Um, I I, I would say. Um, I would say maybe just good vibes. Um, and, and more so than that, I, I guess people's energy. Uh, I, I feel that I'm, I'm kind of in tune to yeah. people's energy and, and, you know, just even, even when speaking with someone and, and, you know, they're, they, on the front, on the surface level, it seems like they're being nice, but like, they're just something, something there or, or whatever. Just like, mm. I don't know. I'm 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 good. But then there's some people that just have this energy that you're like, I want to be around this person all the time. Yeah. I, you know yeah. What I mean? like I love that. I, I absolutely love it. I think I can't remember who was it that said it. It's like there are either drains or fountains. People are one or the other. Mm. Uh, I love that. I love I can't that. Remember who said it? Oh god, I have no idea. Uh the opposite <laughs> question. What disengages you? Uh, I would say, uh, energy vampires. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't people that just suck the energy out of you. Um, I try to stay away from, uh, from that and, and, and just people or not, not necessarily just people, just things that, um, are just, they just, they're there and, and there's just a a negativity around them. And I I just don't. I keep myself around or away from that stuff because uh, I don't need it. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. want that in my life. And yeah. and uh, if I if I see it, I'm like, nah, disengaging. Um, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is fair enough. What sound or noise do you love? I love the laughter of a baby. Um, there is is such a is so sweet and just being it's so sweet and genuine. Um, and obviously I've got a, I've got an 18 month old, <laughs> so it's very fresh out of mind, but it, it really has been, especially with being able to work from home. I've been working from home for the last three and a half years and, and being able to spend that time with baby, with my eldest daughter, I have an eight year old as well. Um, I didn't get that. So yeah. I saw all these yeah. different nuances and, and all this, you know, the growing right before my eyes before, you know, rocker right there, baby's good. Uh, yeah. to her just turning into a, a person and saying words now and 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 things like that. So I, I would say a baby's laughter is just it's just like oh it makes me want to do all the good things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a bit of an observation I'm making here. I'm probably gonna have to expand on this on the Twitter thread. Is the answers change when people mm-hmm. hit parenthood? They change yes. drastically. Um. So I'm kind of curious what your answer to question six is. What sound or noise do you hate? A baby screaming. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing worse than a baby screaming and crying and being like, please, I have given you all the things. I don't know what more you could do. I wish you could say words to me so I can understand to alleviate your stress. Um, Yes, it is. It is. Absolutely. Like it is. And especially when you become a, a parent, there's something inside that switches on that when you hear it, it may not even be your own baby. It may be some other baby, but you, you feel it inside your bones and inside your yeah. soul. It's like, 
I need to, I need to, what? Is there something, is there something, does the baby need help? Like what is going on? Or, or there's just a baby that's just crying. It's just like, whoo, that, that yeah. octave and that level. And I've got two very loud children. Um, so that it, it seeps into your bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, yes, it does. Now for question seven, I do have to be a little bit responsible. I'm going to assume none of the kids are within earshot. No. <laughs> okay. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Um, probably some bitch. <laughs> you some bitch. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I curse. I definitely do. But I'm, yeah. I'm able to not curse uh, as well when, when the time is needed. But. Yes, if you if you ever see me IRL or whatever, I will absolutely I will, I throw them all yes. out. Uh, yes. you know. But yeah, some bitch. <laughs> so good to guess. So good to guess. <laughs> Question eight. What profession, other than your own, um, I don't think there's a profession you haven't done yet. Uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? That I would like to attempt? Mm-hmm. If given the chance and someone came along and said, you could do this profession, what would that profession be? I would be an astronomer. That probably would have been the path that I would have tried to take if I was good at math. Uh, Once I found out it involved math, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Bye-bye, astronomy dream. (laughs) If I could and I and I had the stuff, it would be an astronomer. Yeah. No, quite <laughs> quite quite a worthy profession. What profession would you not like to do? Um I would say anything that just has me sitting inside in, of an office. Um that's not for me. I, I like change of scenery. I like getting out. Like I, you know, and again, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of labor, labor work that, that I'm like, mm, but I've done things like roofing. Uh, yeah. I've never done like construction. I've done like house, house remodeling and stuff like that. And I love being out and, and getting to do physical things as well. Um, but for me, it would be just something, something that I'm just in an office sitting there doing paperwork and stuff. I just, the monotony of it, I couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a common answer amongst people who are really creative and really busy as well. <laughs> um, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if there's something to that. Mm. Final question, and um, I put this in our shared chat as well. If you could say only one statement to any one person, what would that statement be, and who would that person be? Hmm. One statement to to anyone. Mm. It only has to be it only has to be one person. Yeah, just one person. Just one person. So I can't I can't group my parents. Cause All right, we'll group we we'll group the parents. We'll group the parents. I, I would for me for me it, it it it's just thanks to my parents uh for instilling um the belief that I could do anything that I that I put yeah. my mind to. Um, without that, I don't, I don't know that, um, I would be where I, where I've been and, and have done the things that I do. And I, I still hold on to that stuff, uh, to this day. 
that's what gives me the confidence uh, to be able to uh, uh, do that stuff and and try new things and and step out of my comfort zone. Um, so all thanks uh, to my parents and and everything that they've done. Obviously, there's been other people over the years as well and, and mentors, um, but it all started with my parents for me. Ryan Smith, thank you. Um, there we are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> there we go. That's that's it. We did it. Yes. 